Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Okay, drop the subject. It's Friday. I'm Allie. That's Jarrett. That's me. All, all is as it should be. That's that's me. <laughs> that's me. I'm Jarrett. That's me. Hi. Hi. Um, Hi, guys. How are you feeling today? Because I think this is day... I mean... Having the fifth day, the final day of the first full week back, there is a sense of relief and you know, this that week comes with it. Was not as hard as I thought it was going to be. Really? Monday, Monday, like I said, I had to peel myself out of bed. But like I yesterday, I was like, "Is it Thursday?" Like this week went by a little bit faster than I thought. Thursday felt better for me. Yeah. Wednesday was a rough one. Yeah. I was like Tuesday. I was like, okay, yeah, you know, this is uh, all right. We're still doing this. Mm-hmm. And then on Wednesday, I was like, every single day or every single moment of that day, I felt like I was not awake. <laughs> and then now I feel great. I, Emmy was feeling really bad on Wednesday too. So yeah. 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 It was. It was, there was a Wednesday feeling, and it was not a good feeling. Gotcha. Uh, anyway, we have a lot of exciting stuff to get to on the show today. But I wanted to ask you about uh, if there's ever been a situation. Situation where you misused a maybe a, a, a trendy phrase or a certain word. My sister had a situation that just happened last week where we learned, actually, it wasn't last week, it was over the holidays. She was talking about how at work, her boss and uh, another male friend of hers, they were really close. She was like, Yeah, they're, they're really close, they're butt buddies. And I'm we, sorry, and what? And we were like, what? And she was like, you know, they're like really good friends. They're butt buddies. And we were like, you know what that means, right? And she was like, it means that they're like really close. And we were like, no, that's that's not what butt buddies is. And we explained what it really meant. And then she was like, oh my God, I've been saying that around the office. That's like hilarious. Willy nilly, just being like, my boss and blah, blah, blah are, are butt buddies. She's saying that. In the workplace, so, at like a big company. Admission here. Uh, m- one of my best friends in high school, Casey Thacker, shout out to you in the Bay Area. Um, she used to always use that. Fr- she's the only person I ever knew that used the word butt buddies, uh-huh. the phrase butt buddies. And I, she, that's how she used it. And that's the only context I've ever known the phrase butt buddies to be used in. Oh, it's like as friends? Yeah. They're like, oh, they're butt buddies. But like, what? it always seemed weird to me. I was like... That sounds really gay. But it is really gay. I, I thought that, but I, like I said, I've literally never known another person to use that phrase other than Casey Thacker. But she was using it in the context that my sister was. Yeah, of them being like homies. So then are we wrong? I don't know. I don't think so. Because butt buddies really is two. Yes. When you're saying that two guys are butt buddies, it means that they are friends with benefits or something, that right? They're, that they've got friendship related to their butts. Exactly. Right. <laughs> and their use of their butts. Their bras and I, their butts. I just, I yeah, that's the only way I've ever heard it being used. I almost want to call Casey Thacker. We should check then because the fact that you know somebody else who's used it in a friendship manner yeah. makes me feel, because we were laughing our asses off at my Mind sister you, that for was misusing late 90s, that phrase. Late 90s, early 2000s. Okay, so, this was this year. You know what? I'm going to see if we can get Casey Thacker on the phone by the end of the show. <laughs> Let's try and do I'm going to try. But it got me thinking about what other phrases and words people have misused because I... I mean, there are things that I didn't know the meaning of at, for like standing. I didn't know what that meant for a long time. What did you think it meant? Huh, I don't know what I thought it meant. but standing comes from an Eminem song. Yes, yeah, I learned that later about, on. Right, okay. But then my friend, another friend of mine, she thought that SMH, <laughs> which means shaking my head, right. she thought it meant... <laughs> What she she thought it meant so many hashtags. Oh, so God. she would she would use it in in as a hashtag, thinking that it meant like oh, so many hashtags. Like <laughs> the, they're endless. There are just so many, and, and we you're were like, like, 
No. Brittany, that's not what that means. Sweetie, and she was like, no, no, no. It means so many hashtags. And we were like, no, it doesn't. And I just wondered if there was anything like that you've been that you've said or that anybody else you know has said that meant some that they thought meant something different. Well, similarly, I remember when my grandmother was just starting to text. Um, and now I will tell you also before my grandmother now texts, uses emojis, and sends gifts. It's way too much for me. GIFs is a is a threshold that I think after you, like if you're over the age of sixty five, you don't need to cross that threshold. You don't need to do it. You don't. Um, my grandmother used to think that LOL meant lots of love, uh-huh. and so she would like end her text messages with it, and I'd be like, Granny, why was what what's so funny about that? And she was like, What do you mean? And I'm like, <laughs> You were. Lots of love. Why do you keep laughing at me? And she was like, oh, yeah, lots of love. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. That's not what that means. So I think that there was a memo that went out to older people (laughs) because I also know, because I I was talking about this with a friend and they said that their grandmother did the same thing. Oh, really? Thought that it meant lots of love. And there was some kind of a Facebook post because, you know, old people on Facebook, they love it. It was in the AARP newsletter or something. (laughs) Right. And it was about someone that had died. Oh. And the grandma was like, LOL. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, that is really going completely the other direction. (laughs) Like, oh, granny, that's that's real bad. Especially if you're using, like, all caps and, like, a crying face emoji. Exclamation points and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, granny. So, but there are those times where you just, you think you know a word a certain way, and then you learn later on, maybe too late. I always make fun of my mom because my mom is the worst when it comes to names and, like, like polysyllabic word like my mom loves to mispronounce something and like does has no it's a great mom trait yeah but my mom will like butcher someone's name she will butcher the way to pronounce something and i'll be like did you hear somebody say it like that and she she laughs about it now but like it drives me insane sometimes i'll be like mom don't even try it just don't even but is will she continue to mispronounce even if you correct her um, she will like try, but like if I, like, it's usually like if I'm home in person with her and if I come back home, you know, months later or something, uh, she'll be right back to what she was saying. My, uh, <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. My grandma used to say Plam Springs. Really? Yeah. All the time. Plam it's, Springs? Yes. Was that and a it was so badly mispronounced and I can't remember if people corrected her or not, but now, you know, when we came on Channel Q, you know, we're on in Palm Springs yeah. and, and, it was, and, and, you know, it's a great place. And so, but now every time I think of Palm Springs, of Palm I Springs. always think of Plam Springs. Um, I'm curious if you all that are listening have these words or phrases that you've been using completely wrong. Uh, you can give us a call at 833-77-CALL-Q. That's 833-77-CALL-Q. Q. Give us a call and tell us what words or phrases you've been completely biffing it on. Um, that's eight, and I think I'm using biff. What does right. that mean? I feel like I've heard people use the word biff for messing up. Eight three three seven seven. Call Q. We'll take a quick. But break. intimate friends. But in, oh yeah. Oh, See, I, you but, never know. I, <laughs> when we come back, we're going to talk to you about the jobs that you had no idea make like go wop. There's a there's a job specifically that I really think speaks to you and I, and then we'll talk about some of the other ones. That's okay. up next. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. All right, drop the subject with Allie and Jarrett. We were just talking about <laughs> words or phrases that you are misusing or that you didn't realize the meaning of. And when we were just in the in the break just now, 
it's something that you say and that a lot of people say around a radio, any radio station. My friend has it on a sign in her house and I want it. Which is, F it, we'll do it live. Yeah. You can't say the exact phrasing, obviously, on the airwaves here, but... I never knew where that actually came from. I didn't realize. I thought you knew that. Yeah. No, and I didn't realize it came from the O'Reilly factor. And no, no, no. He was on Inside Edition back then. It's Bill O'Reilly. Oh, okay, yeah, but yeah. it's Bill O'Reilly it's from like the '90s or something. And he has a complete tantrum, which I just watched. He has a full <laughs> meltdown. So like he's trying to do what you guys never hear on the show, but you hear throughout the day on Channel Q is like we'll do a promo or something. And he was either doing a promo or no, he was doing like a toss at the end of the show or something uh, after a, a package was going to. Play, and like he just could not get it right with the prompter. There was some kind of a prompter yeah. issue. So like, after like the, yeah, well, do, do it, it live. Yeah. So that's F something it. that I've used in regular conversation, and I had no idea where it came from, oh, and so now funny. I do know where it comes from. So yeah. there Tell you the go. Comes full operator. Circle. It's a difficult job, but somebody's got to do it. Yeah. Speaking of jobs, oh, hey, segue. Um, there's a story that you you sent to us about this place that pays way more money than I thought they would. Well, and it's a place that you and I know and love. That we adore. We we have a special place in our heart for Taco Bell. Indeed. And Taco Bell uh, seemingly has a special place in its heart for its employees because it is now offering $100,000 to their general manager's salaries, uh, which offers paid sick days and more. Taco Bell said it will not only offer paid sick days to company-owned store employees, but also test annual restaurant general manager salaries of $100,000 at some of those locations, which make up about 10% of the brand's 7,000 stores. Now, the benefits packages here are amazing, and I think it would highly depend on what location. Yeah, for it's sure. It's not like they're going to go to like Paris, Texas and offer somebody $100,000 a year. It's probably going to be a place more like California. Absolutely. Well, I, I remember mentioning this before because I was flabbergasted by this one, but Walmart store managers, according to the Washington Post, guess how much money they make? Wash. Okay, Walmart, Walmart. Uh, $75,000. $175,000. What? The Walmart store manager averages $175,000 a year, which is crazy because many of their employees still live under the poverty line and don't have health insurance. <gasps> but like their store managers make an average of $175,000, which means that some of them are making more than that. So does this make you want to change your career path? I mean, if you start with Walmart greeter and then you work your way up to manager... That probably like, takes, what, like three years tops? I feel like I could move up the ranks in a Walmart pretty quickly. I, I did, think you I would. did pretty well at Sears when I was in high school. <laughs> I don't know if that's analogous at all. but you know. I think that's actually pretty analogous. I, I did pretty good. I was pretty proud of myself. I mean, if I had really concentrated all of my efforts on moving up the chain and catering, I think I'd be making a lot of money by, by oh right now. Oh my God, catering is so fun. <laughs> I like I my my stuff. We are I, the biggest nerds. I was gonna say I also, actually agree with you. We've also had a million jobs. My when I was a kid, my my stepmom was an event planner, and so like she did a lot of catering as well. And like I just had a lot of fun with catering. It was good. But would you be happy as a Taco Bell general manager? The hundred thousand dollars a year is nice. You would be getting paid guap, as you said, to I make would guac. Be <laughs> guap to make guac. Well, air quote guac because uh, it's not really guac. No, it's not. Um, I would be big as a house first of all because I'd be <laughs> eating it every day and, and pleased. I'd be so happy with my life. Yeah, and you my doctor would hate it, but yeah, but you wouldn't be spending a lot of money on food, so you'd also that. be saving money there. I don't think I would enjoy Taco Bell. Like when I I did have a drive-through job at Starbucks, which I've talked about a million times, which I used you to, also found fun. I 
loved that job. <laughs> I I keep saying if they would just give me three hours once a sa- one Saturday a month, yeah. I'd be there slinging them frappuccinos. If I did one catering event a month, I think I'd be okay with that. Yeah, they're so fun. Okay. Especially if I got to bar- bartend. So I was looking up other jobs that like make a bunch of money um, that you wouldn't expect. Um, according to Yahoo Finance, being a feng shui consultant, you can make up to $250,000 a year. I did not even know that, that, was that job existed. Yeah, they say feng shui, the ancient Chinese practice that combines philosophy, science, and art. Um, if you have a strong energy and want to help others find balance, consider this career. Feng shui consultants visit clients' homes and offices to bring harmony and organizations to the spaces by identifying ways to arrange belongings according to feng shui traditions. Many online certif- certification programs provide a path to this career. Those who charge a higher hourly rate and work with wealthy clients and celebrities have the highest earning potential in the six figures. Okay. So they basically walk in, say, move that ficus over there and then make $250,000 a year. They'll say, make sure that the bed is facing the door and you don't have your back. Yeah, to you the can Google all that. All that. Exactly. So what? Up to $250,000 a year. All right. Can you imagine if you were doing that here in LA and like you started getting celebrity clients, you could charge them out the wazoo. No, and you know those feng shui people don't move it themselves. Oh, of course not. You're going to, um, I make too much money for that. <laughs> um, I'm not coming in here to do that. Move that, that ficus. No, you move it. Um, one that we would love, ice cream taster. Between forty thousand and a hundred thousand dollars a year. <laughs> that is such a large. It is range. a big range, right? Um, they say. How if, do you move up in the ranks at ice cream tasting? I like, mean, what you, makes a good one or you a bad get one? Really good. They say an ice cream taster can be known by other titles such as taste master, food scientist, or flavorologist. Oh, I like food scientists. Right? If I told someone, like, if I was on a first date, some of these jobs you think about telling somebody on a first date. Mm-hmm. Like, if I was on a first date and someone told me that they were a food. A, like a food scientist, yeah. I would be like, that job is awesome. Food scientist sounds really good. If you tell me flavorologist, I'm going to ask for the check. <laughs> like, you do what? They say the schedule for these tasters can be demanding. According to PayScale, a taster might have to t- taste sample after sample and assess ice cream on appearance, smell, taste, and texture. The average pay for a food scientist is $60,000, but generally ice cream tasters make between forty dollars and $100,000. Uh, landing the job requires that your taste buds be in tip-top condition. Yeah, and that's something that you, I mean, they say you develop a palate over time, right? Right. Um, job I did not even know existed. <laughs> okay, let me Golf, guess. ball, what? Cleaner. Golf ball maker. Golf golf ball juggler. Diver. Oh! They make up to (gasps) $150,000 if they're diving full time. Like as opposed I'm a to part time golf ball exactly. diver. Uh, the others, uh, the other half of the time, I'm uh, feng shuiing. They uh, they say a dedicated golf ball diver could make up to one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, <laughs> according to CNN. On average, a golf ball diver can find up to five thousand mm. balls in a single lake dive and sell them for seventy five cents a piece. Mm. Just think about cashing in on that treasure and time and time again. Jarrett, what would you say if you were on a first date with a guy and he said, "I'm a ball diver"? And be like, "Let's go home." <laughs> Check, please. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Okay, drop the subject with Allie and Jarrett. F it, we'll do it live. We'll do it live. Now I know the context of that. Learn so it. much on this show. Think about it. It's another segment <laughs> coming to you next week, probably. Um, and this is something I wanted to, uh, you know, chat on the air about today because I have been long distance. 
before in my relationship. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I've been in my relationship for 10 years now, but there were, I'd say, a total of two and a half years where we were long distance, whether it was for a year or six months. There were little stretches here and there. Mm-hmm. And I actually think that being long distance was good for our relationship. But I'm seeing this article in The Atlantic about couples who are long distance and a new way that they've found to connect. And that is sleeping together over video chat. Now, this just sounds expensive. I was going to say, I want to acknowledge that to some people, this sounds ridiculous. <laughs> I get it, but I get this because I've been this person. Really? Yeah. So you've had a long distance relationship where you've slept, and are you say, sleeping the entire night with um, somebody and like listening to them or br- their breath? Well, either on video chat or before FaceTime on the phone, like falling asleep on the phone with someone and then like either waking up and realizing like the phone was still on or waking up and seeing like one of you hung up like an hour and a half later. You know what I mean? Like you realize like, oh my God, I'm so up. And like you have to hang up the phone because you're both asleep. It's actually really sweet. Okay. I think that there are parts of that who that are sweet. I remember doing that one time, I think with a, fr- a, fr- a friend, like mm-hmm. in sixth grade or something, you know, I would just go home and call my girlfriends and we would just sit there and talk for ever. Mm-hmm. Um, now, as an adult, I don't really talk on the phone. I mm. really don't like talking on the phone. And I'm not one of those people who's going to sit there and chat with somebody or not chat. Just stay on the phone well, something- and be watching something and being like, oh my God, this is crazy. The thing about it was it was never intentional. It was never like, oh, I'm going to bed. Hey, let's get on the phone. It was more of like, we've been talking for three and a half hours and I went from, you know, sitting on the couch watching TV on mute to getting a snack to then sitting on my bed to then lying on my bed and then I fell asleep in the middle of the conversation because it's, you know, one o'clock in the morning. And so I've had that happen multiple times. Um, But it is, it's a very sweet thing like to fall asleep talking to the person that you're into. It's usually like very early in the relationship, let's be honest. Um, But do you ever do it with just friends? No, but I'm also a phone person because all of my best friends, uh, well, mo- I call my best friends the council. And so, like, most of my council lives outside of the outside of the area. I see. My so, best friends live in so New York. So you are FaceTiming. Yeah, well, we FaceTime or talk on the phone quite a bit. Um, my best friend in New York, we will have, like, a three-hour phone conversation usually on Saturday or Sunday. Like, Whoa. Yeah. So every week you will? Usually most weekends we'll have like a lengthy conversation over the phone. I cannot imagine that. My two best friends who are in D.C. and in Puerto Rico, they uh, we will have a phone call like a hour too long phone call once a month or so. Oh, thank God. The Puerto Rico is part of the U.S. now. I know. <laughs> Think how expensive that, that like, would be. You said that like it just happened in November. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God that just went through. Exactly. Got the, good thing that paper went, went That through. is unbelievable yeah. because I, yeah, I am not a phone person. I can't imagine, because I'm also not a good multitasker. I had a, a phone conversation while I was at the grocery store the other day and it took me like five times as long. Really? Yes, because I was like, anyway, I, uh, and I, I went home with like four out of the 10 things I was supposed to oh, buy. Oh no, see, I'm really good at multitasking. I on the can't. Phone. I actually feel like I'm more efficient. Like, uh, on the phone call, the three-hour phone call I'll have, that sometimes it's three hours, sometimes it's longer, um, I will have, like, cleaned the house. I will... Or, like, we oftentimes we'll be talking about food because um, me and my okay, best friend, well, Jared, that, yeah, yeah, then we can just right. dive in. We uh, we often will watch the kitchen or, like, have notes about the kitchen on Food Network <laughs> because there's someone on the show that we love. There's someone on the show that we can't stand that we love not being able to stand that person. But then, like, it just kind of grows out of that. And then I will, like, be making up my bed and doing laundry and cleaning up the kitchen and making food and like all kinds of stuff and then like ha- 
half the day is gone. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know, whether it's a friendship or an actual relationship, apparently if you want to watch your partner sleep, you can still do that even if you're 3,000 miles away. Well, and I think it's effective for long-distance couples. I will say I kind of really enjoyed being long distance. And in my last relationship, uh, we were together off and on for about a year. And it was the first time it ever occurred to me why people want to live apart, which mm. is not a read on my ex, because I love my ex. But like, it was me understanding like I had been living by myself for a couple of years, and I had really gotten comfortable living by myself. And it made me understand, like, oh, this is why... You value people, your own space. Yeah, yeah. like why people yeah. like live apart and are together. And yeah. I got that. So like having a long distance relationship isn't something that's horrifying to me. It's not ideal, but I always feel like most long distance couples have to have some kind of a plan for like at what point are we going to be together? Because you said you guys have been long distance, but you obviously came together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that being long distance was good for our relationship. How so? I, uh, because I think that taking some time, because we, I mean, over the past decade, we've developed a lot as people. Yeah. And you can develop together, but you also need to develop as your own person, right? And so I think we were both going through transitional times in our lives, and I think it was important for us to go through some of those transitions without each other. Yeah. To still be connected, but also have our own space to kind of figure out who we are. Yeah. Well, while one piece of money is figuring out who it is, we're going to talk about that coming next, because the... The quarter is going to be looking a lot different than it used to, and it's going to have something on it. I don't it even remember what it looks like kinda, anymore. I don't I know, even right? have what. Like, I can't even tell you the last time I had a quarter in my pocket. Why the new quarter is kind of pissing me off. That's nice. <laughs> Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Well, Drop the Subject, Allie and Jarrett continues, and I didn't realize how fired up people have gotten about misusing certain words or phrases, the thing that we were talking about earlier in the show. Emmy's been saying that the phone boards are all lit up. I mean, it's it's becoming crazy. I know. So we have someone on the phone that has been misusing a different word? Hey, uh, we have Chris on the line right now. Chris, what's going on? So I was in grad school in Milwaukee in Wisconsin a couple of years ago, and I'm sitting at this bar with friends, and we're talking about the state fair where they have this specific dessert. And I said, oh, I just love me a nice cream pie. Oh. <laughs> Yikes. And it, just so you know, it's cream puff. So, oh. you know, it's pastry. It's pastry with fluffy pastry with cream in it. Yes. You can watch them be made at the Wisconsin State Fair. Shout out. Um, but yeah, cr- cream pie. And, and my best friend was sitting there like, Chris, you're like grandpa right now. Stop. It's cream puff. Chris, this, this is, is amazing. Uh, so even Allie, Allie has a little bit of a confused look on her face because there's a Boston cream pie, which is an actual thing. But then a cream puff is an actual dessert. That's like a it's kind of like a donut stuffed with like. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cream. yeah. Uh-huh. So he was saying cream oh. pie. Is that am I getting this right, Chris? Yeah, I said I want to go to the Wisconsin State Fair next weekend and get me a nice cream pie. And, uh, you know, once I figured out that I was screwing it up, I just kind of went with it. And, you know, because I'm a tool like that. Cream pie. Okay, great. Let's go. And it's cream puff. And you should totally have one because, I mean, Google that and you'll want to go have a cream pie, a puff. (laughs) Okay, I'm Googling cream pie right now. I love this, Chris. Thank you. Oh, my God. Chris, where are you? No, I don't know this one. Chris, where are you calling us from? I'm in uh, I'm in rural Florida right now, just outside of Jacksonville. Uh, but I was in grad school in Milwaukee, and uh, that's where I learned all this creamy, creamy details. I love this so much, Chris. You're my favorite person of the day. Oh my! Oh my! Do not do a Google uh, image search of cream pie. 
These are not delicious. Right. Are we allowed to Google that on our work Wi-Fi? Probably not. Yeah, Allie, I think I've just probably... been locked out of Intercom's email. Oh, Chris, Chris thank well, you. Thanks so much for calling. I'm the favorite. I'll save your job, Allie. You're good. You can Google anything you want. <laughs> I, I would love to just say that Chris can save my job at any time. There we thank go. you. I, that, that is on the record, everyone. <laughs> Love you guys. Thank you. Love you. Thanks, Chris. Um, uh, Okay, Allie, I told you that I was going to get my friend from high school on the phone about this. She doesn't know what she's calling in about, to be clear. Oh, she doesn't? She doesn't know. Okay. Okay, so, hey, Casey. Hi, guys. How are you? I'm wonderful. I'm at work right now, but um, I hear I was mentioned. So what's up? Okay. Yeah, this is great workplace conversation. So, so. we had a segment uh, at the beginning of the show today where Allie was talking about phrases that words and phrases that people use that they don't know they're misusing that, they, that they're yeah. misusing them. And so she was okay. talking. She was talking about how who was saying my my sister how that her sister was always using this phrase butt buddies and that. She was like, butt buddies is actually like... Just like like two guys who are good friends. Right. And And we were like, no, that's not what that means. And she was using it around the office. So then I was saying, I only know one other person in my entire life who's ever said butt buddies. And that's Casey Thacker from high school. And that's how she was using it as best friends. Is that how you know the term? Um, so... Hmm, I'm not even sure how to respond. A, because I'm at work. Um, and B, because now I'm dating myself because that was seriously 20 years ago. Um, did I ever say butt buddies as friends? Was that like a thing? You used to say that all the time. You'd be like, I mean, they're freaking butt buddies. And I was like, oh, that must mean like they're best friends or something. But now Allie is saying that it means that they're gay and like in a relationship. Yeah. I'm confused. Um, well, I feel like myself in my 30s knows that, well, assumes, well, first of all, I don't ever hear that anymore, <laughs> and I work at a middle school, um, so I feel like that would mean more than friends. All right, well, we should bring that word back, Then well, we're bringing it out of retirement. I love that she's at a middle school having to have a conversation about the phrase, butt buddies. <laughs> yeah. Um, th- well, Casey, thank you for calling. I promised them that I would try and get you on yes, the phone. Yes, I guess the jury's still the out, hour. then, I, on what it means. I think butt buddies means that they're best friends, because that's how I've always known that word. <laughs> um, thanks for calling, Casey. Well, I'm going to use it three times before I get off today, and I'll tell you what kind of looks I get. Okay, sounds <laughs> okay. great. Thank you for the investigative uh, work. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. The subject: the new Channel Q. What and first? What a first hour. Oh yeah, jam packed. <laughs> Quite a first hour already. Welcome back to Drop the Subject. I'm Jared. Allie is joining me, of course. Um, I'm speaking with my sister now. You're talking about your sister? I'm talking to my sister now about the butt buddies thing. What is she saying? She says it means best friends. And I was like, no, it does not. (laughs) And just because your friend backed her up, now she thinks she's right. Well, Casey doesn't know what it means. I That's just what always how how Casey explained butt buddies. Uh, Um, I'm sure we'll probably get more feedback on that later. This is not over. This is probably not over, yes. Like open up a can of worms. Um, if you have other phrases that you've been saying completely incorrectly, give us a call. 833-77-CALL-Q. That's 833-77-CALL-Q. Tell us what you've been saying incorrectly or whatever. 833-77-CALL-Q. And I know we have to uh, start talking about this crazy development in the, yeah, in the the with you, the Ukraine flight, but I wanted to quickly toot my own horn to toot. Because yesterday we played that game CES or BUD, mm-hmm. and uh, you know it was it was it something that debuted at the CES uh, in Las Vegas, or was it something that somebody thought of when they were high? The made up ones were ones that I created, and right. somebody on Instagram messaged that something that I made up 
could actually become a reality already. They, they shared an article from The Verge, and it says that the Roomba's robot vacuum could grow arms in the near future. You'll remember I came up with the idea for HangerBot, which was a vacuum that goes around and then picks up your clothes and hangs them up for you. Still not a reality yet, but on the way. I, I Yeah, okay. As long as I still won. That's all that matters. <laughs> you still won. I'm still buying you breakfast on Monday. That's all that all matters. Right. So uh, on Tuesday... Uh, I believe it was on Tuesday or Wednesday, and we had Errol Southers on who was talking to us about the strikes that had happened in Iran, um, or from Iran uh, in Iraq. And it was uh, a day where we were all pretty concerned, not really sure what to expect, and we just heard from the president. Um, And one of the stories that we had in our rundown for that day that we just ran out of time for was a flight that was bound for Ukraine had... uh, had had crashed uh, in Iran hours after the attack um, that Iran had done on Iraq. Yeah, almost immediately after takeoff. Right, exactly. Within minutes, uh, I think it was like two minutes yeah. or something like that. And so we didn't have time to end up bringing it up, but I wanted to ask Errol if he thought there was something weird about that because it did happen so quickly, and I thought, that just does not sound right. And other people were saying the same thing. Um, over the course of multiple days now, we've heard increasing speculation that that wasn't an accident and that it was shot down. And then late last night, um, when I was on my way home, I saw push alerts that were saying that the U.S. Uh, as well as Canada and others um, believe that this was shot down. And then there was video of it. Um, and the video, um, you, obviously, you can't see it, but like, uh, but you can hear what sounds like impact. Oh my God! That is a a a, um, a missile, something that shoots off the ground into the sky, and you see a flash in the sky. Um, and uh, Justin Trudeau, the Prime Minister of Canada, came out speaking yesterday because um, there were 176 people that were killed in the, in that uh, situation. But that flight that was going from Tehran to Ukraine was continuing on to on Toronto. To Toronto yeah. And so a lot of the folks on that flight um, were Iranian, were um, also Canadian. And uh, it's it's been kind of a crazy situation to watch evolve because Iran is not taking responsibility for this. Yeah, they're, they're denying they it. Do it. And they're even like, well, why would we kill a dozen of our own people? There, there were 11 um, uh, Ukrainians, 63 Canadians, and uh, 82 um, Iranians. And oh, 82? What, 82 Iranians, Oh, I didn't know yeah. the number was that high. But they are saying that... The, all of the reporting is that this was most likely accidental because, again, this happened right after their strikes um, going into Iraq. And so what it seems like we believe happened was there was this flight in the air that happened and the Iranians were concerned that this was like American fire coming in uh, in retaliation to those strikes in Iraq. And this flight, obviously, um, all of those folks uh, passed away. Well, and it seems like now they're going to start investigating this. Yes. Right. So it's like Iran is saying, no, 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 we're not taking responsibility. And I, I think that Justin Trudeau and some others are going to send some investigators out there. Well, that's actually one of the interesting parts of this. So the Ukrainians have been invited to come and investigate. The Canadians have as well. Okay. But interestingly, the Iranians have invited the NTSB, which is the American um, uh, uh, investigators, if you will. And they're supposedly like as good as it gets with these kinds of investigations. But it's interesting that they've invited the Americans to come in because we're obviously in a conflict with them. So not exactly sure how that's going to shake out. Yeah, it's going to be... You saw a headline about a woman on the plane calling her husband. This is crazy. So this woman had, and I don't know if you've ever had that feeling before you take off on a plane where you're just like, I don't, 
I, I have an anxious feeling more than normal. I feel like there's something. Have you ever had that? Not really. Okay. My my wife has had that before. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I don't know. I have a really weird feeling about this flight. Please tell me that everything's going to be okay. I'm mm-hmm. like, it's okay. Everything's okay. They do safety checks. You yeah. know, we've had that conversation before. This woman who was on the Ukrainian flight... Obviously, all the passengers were killed. She was one of them, but she was worried and had this weird feeling and this premonition before the plane took off to the point where she called her husband 20 minutes before takeoff and said, I don't feel good about this. I I feel worried. And he had to assure her that there wasn't going to be anything bad happening. And, you know, love you. said, said, uh, "Okay, they're telling me to turn off my phone. Now I got to go. Goodbye. And then this happens. But she said specifically, because she she was taking a few weeks off um, from her job, because she I think she lives in Canada, but was visiting her mother and her sisters in Tehran. Mm-hmm. And so her vacation was over, and she was heading back to Canada. And her husband said, I spoke to her, quote, 20 minutes before the plane took off. She wanted me to assure her that there wasn't going to be a war. I told her not to worry. Nothing's going to happen. Oh, wow. But she was worried specifically about the situation with Iran and the United States. Yikes. That's because she Ugh. probably, uh, like I said, this happened right after, after the, the missile. In Iraq. Right. So they probably had just started. Maybe. I don't know how quickly they were able to hear about that, but that's chills. Yeah. yeah. Awful. Yikes. OK, um, we are going to take a quick break. When we come back, we got more drop the subject. Don't go anywhere. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. Drop the subject is back. And uh, working at a radio station, you tend to find some really like crazy people that you run into. Uh, earlier today, I ran into crazy Zach. people in a radio station. Uh, go fig. Stop. Um, earlier, uh, John Duran had on uh, these two Aussie dancers, and I was getting off the elevator, and I saw them, and I was like, "Oh, hi, John." And I was like, "He was like, oh, this is so and so and Zach," and I was like. Wait, what is your name? And he said, I'm Zach. And I was like, oh my God. And he looked at me like, do we know each other? I was like, you don't know me, but I know you. Uh And he was like, but where you you know him from is the gayest thing ever. I queened out because (laughs) he was in the Celine Dion documentary (laughs) called Celine Through the Eyes of the World, which is the best concert documentary in history. And Zach had more than Homecoming? It's a it's a very different kind of concert documentary. Okay. Homecoming is like a concert with some behind the scenes. Celine Through the Eyes of the World is like a, a completely different kind of documentary. Um, so you knew that documentary like the back of your hand to the point where you knew the small parts of the people that well, were in the documentary and recognized him on the elevator. There's a whole package in there about him and his family uh-huh. and like meeting his grandmother. You go to their house and she's so excited. And then Celine has to cancel the concert because she got sick and like all this different stuff. Uh-huh. And so I freaked out and I was like, Oh my God, you're Zach. How's your grandmother? Like, you know, all How's this stuff. How's your grandmother? It's so crazy. That's so, a loaded question because you never know with grandmas. I know. As soon as I said, I was like, Oh my God, please don't let her be dead. Oh, uh, she's dead. She, no, she's dead. She was like, No, <laughs> uh, she's, sorry, mate, she died. He's like, It's <laughs> a good accent. Thank actually. you. I was like, um, he, I, I, I asked him how she was doing. She said he was doing well. That he should just, uh. he just saw her over Christmas, and so that was crazy. And then I told you guys I saw Jeff Timmons from Ninety Eight Degrees downstairs a couple days ago, <laughs> and then yesterday. The story gets gayer, by the way. Right. Yesterday, I'm leaving the office, and I see Jeff Timmons again downstairs. He's doing like some business upstairs or something, and I was just like, you're Jeff Timmons? Yeah. And I didn't speak to him the first time. And you know what? Thank you for the fruity conversation, because it's about to get fruitier. There is a fruit bat apparently making a debut on the American Quarter. It's so weird to me, this story. I'm, I was... 
I saw this headline and I thought, excuse me? Uh-huh. Headline comes from HuffPost. It says the U.S. Mint is making a fruit bat quarter just <laughs> when we need it most. Yeah. So um, if you look at this quarter, I- I'm amazed that they picked this animal because, I mean, fruit, okay, great. It's a little channel cue but... A bat is something that most people don't like to look at. Because they're ugly. Because they're ugly. And I would say that a fruit bat's probably the cuter of the bat population. Um, But bats in general, I think we all agree that we do not like them. They don't look fun. Uh, So why are we putting it on a quarter? According to the article, it says as part of its America the Beautiful Quarters program that launched in 2010, the U.S. Mint releases five new quarters um, per year each depicting national parks and sites. The 2020 set is scheduled for release on February 3rd and will include the National Park of American Samoa, um, which features a Samoan fruit bat hanging from a tree and holding her pup. Now, I will tell you, when I was a kid, I remember, I guess this was back in 2010. I thought this was further back when they started doing the presidential quarters. But I remember collecting and thinking it was going to be a big deal. Don't know why I cared. Yeah. But um, this is frustrating to me because I'm like, Where's Tubman? We can't get Harriet Tubman on a 20, but we can get a freaking fruit bat on a quarter. <laughs> and the fruit bat didn't speak up for itself. The fruit bat didn't do anything. No, and it didn't have to. Everyone was like, just fruit bat, sure, why not? It's just hanging upside down. Um, but, and when, when, because you sent this story, and I think we were both like, why is this happening? But for years, they've been trying to get Harriet Tubman on a $20 bill. Exactly. But I think the higher amount of money it is, the harder it is to change. At least that was my understanding. Well, like with a quarter, I, it has less value. So for some reason, it's easier to ch- switch it up. Well, I think the quarter is, I mean, this has obviously been a part of like a longstanding program with the quarters. So this has probably been coming for a long time. Mm-hmm. And like it's on a series of different things that are changing, whereas the 20 would be like all of the 20s would be changed. It'd be for a long time. But like the the $20 bill thing was approved years ago, right? Like the Trump administration came in and, and, they're, and they've been halting and blocked it. it. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, you're just being overtly racist like out like out in the open great got it Fun. Um, but at least we get a fruit bat on a quarter exactly and you know what it will have a wonderful future ultimately inside of a laundry machine there you go have a good <laughs> like time. all quarters hang upside down also with that. why why do quarters even still exist Oof. okay open question fair enough drop the subject presents News it or lose it. Welcome back. Uh, it is time for News It or Lose It. Allie, I've got two stories. You've got two stories because it's a big Friday and a shorter show. Mm-hmm. Um, mine are are kind of themed around something that has really just been irking my nerves all week. And um, I'm going to let you go first. <laughs> is though. it two more quarter stories? It's not two more quarter stories. It's about okay. butt buddies. I'm kidding. It's not. <laughs> I was like, if you found two news stories about butt buddies, <laughs> you are an incredible journalist. I'm doing the work. All I'm right. doing the work. Uh, headline number one. Megan Kelly, Fox News accusers react to bombshell saying it was worse than that. Oh, uh, sure. Former Mrs. Florida goes to prison. Yes, please. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. Uh, Princess Diana's former personal chef loses it over Meghan Markle. Oh, for God's sake. All right. Sure. All right. And then Prince Harry ignored Queen's the Queen's wishes, making this announcement anyway. Lose it. Ooh, it's a loss. <laughs> we got three stories coming up for you. That's next. Drop the subject to new Channel Q. Drop the subject presents News It or Lose It. 
All right. Um, you've got two stories. I do. All right, let's go for it. All right. Let's start with the movie Bombshell and how Megyn Kelly and some of the accusers have responded to it. You've watched it. I've watched it. Uh, infuriating to watch. And with a lot of those movies, you're like, man, I really hope they're over-dramatizing this. Mm. Uh, turns out Megyn Kelly just posted a video on her YouTube channel where she talks to some of her fellow accusers, Juliet Huddy, Rudy Bakhtiar, and Julie Zan. Those were the women that she was on with in the YouTube video. And they all said it was way worse than that. Mm. Nice. So uh, this Usually is, is. Yeah. Julie Zan said, that was my immediate takeaway from the movie. Oh, this is it. Wow. You really let Roger off easy. That's what her reaction was when she saw the movie. Which is crazy because he looks like quite the D-bag in the movie. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You know, because you watch that and you're like, wow, this guy, like, I can't believe. Because uh, who was uh, Nicole Kidman's character? Gretchen Carlson. Right. So she was under an NDA for a long time. Mm-hmm. And she, she could still She still is, technically. But you're able to tell this story through some kind of a, like that's what I was confused about as I was like well she has an NDA but how is all this information out now the way I interpreted it because I have I started to read up on it and then I didn't care but like I I feel like they're taking other people's accounts and kind of public statements that I believe Gretchen made beforehand um, oh, I see. and my guess would be Gretchen probably talked to them on the low Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm not really sure. Well, they even talked about Kelly. Even talked about um, you know her her interview with Donald Trump about some of the insulting comments that he made towards women during the 2015 debate. Mm-hmm. And um, she said he didn't like the question at all. And at one point, he actually told me no more female empowerment stuff. But that wasn't even in the movie. Yep. So it's it's crazy. And um, you know some of them were talking about the twirl scene where he was like, give me a twirl. Mm-hmm. And uh, Megan Kelly said, if you don't get how, because that was real and all that really happened. And they both recalled, um, you know, acquiescing to the request and saying, if you don't get how demeaning that is, then I can't help you. That's what Megan yeah. Kelly says. No, I mean, Margaret Robbie has a scene where he has her lift up her oh skirt. Oh my God, it's horrifying. And he's like, higher, higher. Ugh, and he's like breathing higher. all heavy. Ugh. It's lift disgusting. it up higher and like and until you can see her underwear and it's it's really disgusting. It's really so, yeah. disturbing. Um all right. Do you want to go or do you want me to sure, finish out? Okay. The former Mrs. Florida, upstanding woman, yes? You would think. You would think. Of course, that is part of the beauty pageant life is you have to prove that you are a, not only a woman of of uh, with a nice figure, but you've got a wonderful brain and heart and all the whole deal, right? Please don't let her be black. Please don't let her be no, black. No, she's not. She's oh, a, she's God. a white blonde lady. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't do that to you, Jared. Oh, thank God. She is going to prison for stealing her mom's social security checks. Oh my God. Yeah. That's like a real offense. <laughs> yeah, like do she Uh, So a federal judge in Florida has ordered her to spend a month in prison because she admitted to stealing her mom's Social Security checks rather than using the money to pay for her mom's nursing home care. Real classy. That was a lot of money. Yeah, it was a good amount of money. Uh, they also, like her, I guess her defense attorney was trying to say, oh, no, 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 let's just give her community service. And they were like, no, you're going to prison. So she actually has to report to prison on March 2nd. And, uh, you know, sometimes they run those little in, in-house in uh, beauty pageants. Maybe she'll win one in, in the old who's gal. She's little <laughs> in the stony lonesome. In the stony lonesome. Maybe she won't like, be so stony lonesome. I feel like those are the two words that we've always remembered from the clink. Yeah. With, with Felicity Huffman. Exactly. The who's gal and the stony lonesome. So, uh, yeah, West Palm Beach, Florida is going to get a nice beauty queen in their, in their who's gal soon. Listen, and I'm sure there's someone that is ready to take care of her. I, I would be. <laughs> Not touching that. <laughs> anyway, um, okay. So this princess, this, uh, this royal story this week, 
first of all, it's a really annoying story. But second of all, I feel like it, there's some parts of it that I think are important. So yeah. um, I was saying to you before that, like, you know, they're going to blame this on, on Megan and like make this about her and how she did X, Y and Z. So um, Princess Diana's former personal chef loses it over Meghan Markle is the headline that comes from the Huffington Post. Uh, his name is Darren, Darren McGrady, and he was on Twitter, like really lighting into Meghan about this and saying um, Meghan never wanted to be a royal. She Meghan wanted to be famous. Megan is famous. It's all about Megan. And I just will remind him, Megan was famous before this. Mind you, significantly more famous now. Right. But like, I don't think Megan was like looking for what she got. And I don't think this was like a part of a grand scheme of hers. Yeah, but it's he like, says, does he know her or he... No, to be clear. So that's what so I mean is I think everyone just was, is like, I know what this woman's like. He was saying that uh, in a, one of the tweets, I remember Princess Diana in the kitchen at Kensington Palace talking about her boys. She said, William is deep like his father. Harry is an airhead like me. I guess she nailed it. To be clear, this is back when Harry was 12 in 1997. So it's like you can't even like proclaim to really know Harry because you knew him when he was a kid. And right. like, you know... It, their mother died in 1997 so seemingly he wasn't he wasn't there too much longer but like it's also frustrating that they keep pushing this on Megan and being upset with Harry because Harry did not ask to be born royal he did not ask for all of the BS that comes along with having to be a royal and him wanting to step away from that and not wanting to have to live by all of those standards and also him being upset at the way that the British have been treating his wife the ridiculous amount of racism that she's received has been infuriating to read about Um, even like looking at um, their aunt, uh, Princess, I believe her name is Princess Michael. She came to an oh, event wearing right. a racist pin with like a black face on it to, to meet them that. at Christmas. Like they get all kinds of like hate. And I can imagine him saying like, I don't want to deal with that anymore. Yeah. I love Goodbye. this woman and I want to be with her. And them being mad at her, at her and him is completely absurd to me and like fully rooted in like this, this anti-black, anti-woman uh, rhetoric that we always hear um, about Megan. So, you know. Well, and even if you're a chef, don't say anything bad about Princess Diana. Who I the mean, hell? Exactly, right? Like, moves an angel. <laughs> Drop the subject. The new channel Q. Okay, so before we get into happy endings and wrap up the show, uh, the boss has come into the office, uh, come into the studio, and apparently he this only whole... comes in when we talk about really important stuff. Exactly. Apparently, this whole <laughs> butt buddies conversation, we're completely wrong about. What do you know butt buddies to mean? Well, as the old man ripper at the station. <laughs> Uh, I can tell you when I was growing up and coming out and up in the 90s, uh, that phrase was not... Not a friendly term. Not a friendly term. So it was derogatory. Definitely derogatory. And it was always used, usually by straight guys, referencing us as, uh, well... As f bombs, yeah. Should we wow. should we have been bleeping this for the whole hour? Uh, no, but I would <laughs> recommend that it's probably your your poor friend who's going to be running around all day Saying at a middle school. At a middle school is probably going to find out that yeah, maybe it's mm. not. Well, but in the t- it's like the thing is, it's like a weird thing that I always heard, but never really made sense right. to me. But as it was kind of funny and like. I only heard my friend saying it, so I just made it work. Well, my sister still says it means bosom buddies. And I think she's trying to like backpedal on it just being best friends. And now she's saying bosom buddies, which is not exactly accurate either. Yeah, that's not the same thing. No, it's not. The buddy and I said, the I just, I'm going to tell her now what our program director just said, because <laughs> that's, that is definitely not something she should be saying in the workplace if Brian's correct. I was going to say, as Brian's leaving, I'm like, Please don't fire us. We I didn't know, realize. Bye, don't fire us. <laughs> and now 
it's the uh, gayest news headlines of the week. Ah, nice. Because we scour the news headlines every week, and sometimes we read headlines that sound really gay. Sometimes they're actually gay, sometimes they're not. But we like to give you four headlines to choose from, and then you vote over the weekend. I'll put them up on Sunday on our Instagram page, at DTS Show, and you get to vote on what the gayest news headline of the week is. Your nominees are... Mm-hmm. Headline number one, the deep dive into juiced balls didn't dive deep enough. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is... And, and that's going to be a part of All Stars. Uh, yeah. You know, gayest news headline of the year is something we can try. Uh, headline number two. Audit uncovers big butt issue in Gladstone. Jeez Louise. Okay. <laughs> headline number three. Big boy reflects on his beef with Rich Piana. <laughs> <laughs> big boy reflects on his beef okay. with Rich Piana. And then finally, headline number four, woman found living with 20 cats inside Virginia Beach. Wow, is there like Oh, a... in, wait, inside Virginia Beach self-storage unit. Jesus, come on. It was probably a U-Haul. What? Don't they have storage <laughs> units? Like they do. They so do. there you go. Those are four very gay headlines. Very gay. Very queer headlines. Mm-hmm. Um, Allie, we don't have time for a happy ending. Oh, no. Oh, wait. We do? Go to 57. Emmy, oh, Emmy's giving us. Do. Emmy oh. has completely played us here. Ah. Okay, a peek behind the curtain. We were pretty sure we wouldn't have time for a happy ending, <laughs> so we didn't write them. And we thought, oh well, we'll just say that we don't have time. And then Emmy goes, "Go to fifty-seven. It's fifty-five, fifty-two. We have a whole other minute." Okay. Well, I'm I just can, gonna I make one, one up on the fly. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Sure, it may be a bummer that there's a fruit bat on the quarter. Rather than Harriet Tubman on a $20 bill, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. some would not call that progress. But the silver lining here is being made up as we go along. Is that at least the quarter is just a little bit gayer Mm. because Mm. there's something fruity on it. Mm -hmm. That's um, that's all I got. Yep. Okay. Um, (laughs) It may suck that. Um, I love completely unprepared endings. Uh, Emmy has the microphone in her hand. You got one. I think I can do it. Okay, come on. Sure. A lot of people might feel dumb about misusing terms or using them incorrectly, Mm -hmm. but at least I feel I'm not alone because I misused drink the Kool-Aid incorrectly until like a couple months ago. Really? Really? So what did did you think it meant? Well, I was actually in like the right sort of realm. It was like basically like, oh, like don't conform to stuff. Right. You know, that's what, but I didn't know that it was like from a cold. Yeah, oh, you didn't know that it was actually people who drank Kool Aid and that had cyanide in it and died. Well, like yeah, people that like thought, not just like conforming, but like people that thought they were like too cool for school, you right, know, right, like right. that were like, you know. Yeah. Oh, dang it. We're at 57. I don't have right, time for You are ending. a jerk. Hey, listen. We well, are, of course, you're like, Emmy, tell yeah, us more yeah, about we, what you thought. Exactly. Uh, I had to embarrass myself with that stupid fruit one. Hey, you're the comic, okay? <laughs> uh, we got to take, take it out of here. We'll see you on Monday. Have a great weekend. Be safe. Take out it there. out of here. <laughs>